0: well hello and welcome to in the growth space this is the show for business owners and leaders who have a thirst for growth really appreciate you listening in today and if this is your first time listening i just want to say a hearty and well warm welcome um you know this podcast really is is about growth and and discovering uh, about growth through conversations with with business owners, with leaders. and and it ranges from from business growth uh, to team growth, um and and even personal growth. And I really love uh, talking to people who've gone through their own growth journey and and really who i I want to learn from, because I think that everybody has a story and and everyone's story, Gives us something that we can learn from. And today is no exception. Today we're going to be talking to Michael Tanner. And Michael is a leadership veteran with more than 28 years of highly engaged and practical experience. He's had successful leadership positions of increasing scope, ranging from the US Marine Corps infantry to C suite executive. Michael is constantly increasing his knowledge and experience as a leadership practitioner. Michael earned a bachelor's degree in computer science and a master's degree in leadership. He prides himself on leveraging his unique combination of education, skills, and experience to harness the greatness within his clients and unleashing the possibilities of their leadership potential. Michael believes that leadership should positively impact lives, not just business results, That's my kind of guy. And he's dedicated to being a servant leader and a servant leadership coach that equips all leaders to impact the lives of those they lead. This is a really great conversation, and I really uh, appreciated Michael's story. Uh, And especially, you'll you'll hear about uh, his leadership journey starting with the Marine Corps and and something that really surprised me uh, about that story. So let's go ahead and get into that conversation right now. Well, hey Michael, welcome to In the Growth Space. Really grateful to have you on today.
1: Hey David, thanks so much for having me. It's a real honor, and I'm I'm blessed to be on the show and to to serve you and your audience any way I can. So thanks so much for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know I. Anybody who is in leadership, I always gravitate to. And I really, uh, after our initial conversation, really was excited to hear your story. And I know that your story starts back in the Marine Corps. And um, we had kind of an affinity there because my son was in the Marines. And and so talk about like what you learned in the Marine Corps. And I I know that there's some myths about the Marine Corps leadership. And and just I'd I'd love to kind of start there.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that, David. And, and yes, I, uh, when I talk about my leadership journey, I always talk about that. Uh, I, my first professional leadership position was in 1993, and it was actually in the Marine Corps. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that was when I was, uh, for the very first time, paid to be in some type of leadership position. Uh Um, Your son will know this uh, probably, but in a Marine Corps infantry platoon, the smallest team unit is called a fire team. And so in 1993, I was promoted for the very first time as a fire team leader and then later became a squad leader and so on and so forth, right? And so, yeah, that was my very first uh, leadership position. And that's really where I learned a lot of leadership Principles. Now, mm. I'm going to be transparent and honest and say, I wish I had recognized what I was learning then. Mm, you know, hindsight sure. is twenty twenty, and all. Of course, <laughs> um, but I, even through my active duty uh, years in the Marine Corps, I kind of viewed leadership as a title, right? It was mm. all about rank, right? right? Well, right. you outrank me. You told me to do something, therefore I do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't deny the fact that rank is important in the military. But I would submit to you now, looking back and knowing what I know now, uh, that that wasn't leadership. That wasn't yeah. the leadership model that I learned that I, that I experienced. And then later learned while I was in the Marine Corps, yeah. honestly, it's more aligned. What you learn in, in the Marine Corps is more aligned with the idea of servant leadership than it is, uh, you know, authoritarian command and control type leadership yeah. that a lot of people perceive That's yeah. there because of the rank structure.
0: Interesting. And uh, why is that? Why why is, I guess, why is it more, you know, servant leadership as opposed to the command and control? Because I would think that it would be more command and control because of just, yeah. you know, the, I guess, my perception.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it, it has to do with this. And I and I remember watching, I don't know if you're familiar with Jocko Willink. Oh, but yeah. He has a great podcast. And he once had a, um, uh, a uh, colonel, I think it was a colonel from the army. He was a tank commander, and he was actually in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam Wars. Oh wow! And and the question that was posed to him was a really interesting one because he was he was asked about leading draftees during the Vietnam War, hmm. and and the question was along the lines of it must have been much harder to to lead a draftee than it was someone that was volunteer, and his answer was really really intriguing to me. Hmm. He he basically said this. He said, you know what? Leadership is leadership. It doesn't matter how they got there. Leadership is all about caring for your people, mm. treating them well, and training them well. And then he said this, and I thought it was really, really interesting. He said, a person doesn't get out of a tank under fire to fix a track just because you told them to and you outrank them. They only do that because they know you care about them. You have the best interest of the team at heart. You have their yeah. best interest at heart. They, they do it as a willingness of influence that you mm. have as a person, as a leader over them, not just because you outrank them. And I think that translates to, to the corporate world. Now, thankfully, Absolutely. in the corporate world, we don't have to fix a track while people are right. shooting at us. Uh, <laughs> right. Not many of us do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the reality is when we as leaders, even in the corporate world, when we ask someone to do something, if they're do- only doing it out of obligation because we have a title, yeah. then at best we're getting a half-hearted effort from right. them. Right. But if they're doing it just because they are willing to follow us, they want to follow us because of the level of relationship we have and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now we know we're getting the very best effort we can get from that team member. And I, I think that's why it's so important. And and again, yeah, rank is there just like an org chart is there in the sure. in the corporate world, but really uh, optimal leadership is about just this willingness to follow this influence that you have not not based on your title.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think that that you know that that perception I think of leadership still is out there in you know in the world and and I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're talking about this because I think that we have to overcome that idea that command and control is, yeah. is effective and because it really isn't. I mean, it, it, it may have been back in the 19, mm-hmm. early 1900s, right. you know, when we had to just produce widgets or produce things and we just needed people just to do a thing. But mm-hmm. when you're actually talking about capturing the hearts of people and asking them to do things that maybe even get them outside of their comfort zone a little bit, we have to be able to have that relationship with them and we have to have a, the ability to, to lead them and influence them. And we can only do that if we, if, if yeah. we had that relationship. So, yeah. Well yeah. now, so you, you went from um, the military and you, you, you moved into the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about your corporate experience. Cause I, if I'm, if I'm not uh, if I'm recalling correctly, I think that you were, you know, in some sweet C-suite, you know, uh, roles mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I got out of the the Marine Corps. I spent four years there and I teach people or I tell people that I I got a degree in those four years in there has to be a better way to make a living. Um, And so that's (laughs) uh, it's that sent me back to uh, college with uh, the discipline and maturity necessary to finish. Uh, I should back up and say, too, um, I wish I had a really patriotic story and reason for going into the Marine Corps, but Really, it comes down to my first attempt at college. Uh, nice. I was invited to leave college, <laughs> uh, and that was based on my, my poor grades, right? Yeah, and so sure. uh, I needed the discipline and the maturity and felt like, well, what what better place to find that than the Marine Corps? Right. But I, I, when I came out of the Marine Corps, I went back into school and got a degree in computer science. So nice. I entered the corporate world as a software developer, computer science uh, major, and was very quickly put into leadership positions there just mm. because of my military background and so forth. And then, yeah, as you say, I rose through kind of through the ranks of software development and engineering, got into electrical engineering and hardware engineering as well, mm. uh, to the point of getting to the C-suite and and serving as CTO and vice president of engineering in a number of different roles, and just really became a student of leadership throughout the course of that more so than I was a student of the engineering or the computer science that Mm. I had originally gotten my background in. And that's why I went on to to do a master's degree in leadership is because I just, my passion shifted from software development or solve a problem with software. Mm. It shifted to help and coach and equip a group of people Mm -hmm. to do those same things. I'm just really passionate about seeing people win. And I just felt like as a leader, I could coach and equip people to win and And that's, uh, that became my bigger interest was just the leadership development part of it.
0: I love that. Yeah. And where do you think that came from? I mean, where, where was that passion like birthed, or where did that seed come from? Like,
1: you know, I think there's some of it in me just naturally in, in my competitive nature, uh, Uh, sometimes my competitive nature is a downfall. For me right uh, like when i'm doing something with one of my children one of my kids uh, especially when mm-hmm. they were younger and so forth now my yeah. especially my boys they're old enough and big enough now to truly compete with me <laughs> right but i think some of it you mm-hmm. know c- kind of ties to just that competitive nature that i've always sure. had um and i just love to win mm-hmm. but probably more than i love to win i love to see other people win mm-hmm. and that's why i say yeah. i you know somewhere along my corporate career my passion's kind of shifted to from I want to win to I want to see an, a group of people come together, build a great culture, have that camaraderie, mm. and achieve some mm. massive goal that, uh, th- that is really impactful for the business, for the mm-hmm. team, uh, but also for the individuals on that team as well. I just love seeing that, and I think it's just that competitive nature in me for that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That is really cool. Well, I know that uh, you know as you have um, developed in you know that passion with for for leadership, mm-hmm. you've been able to create the you know your your definition for leadership. I know yeah. that you've also done some work on on measuring leadership because I know yeah. that oftentimes yeah. we talk about it's so hard to measure leadership. So you know that's right. let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. I know that when you go in and and you help um teams and organizations you know you 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 create this you define the leadership Mm -hmm. what leadership is and then you Mm -hmm. um um help them to improve it by measuring it so talk a little bit about that how did you come to that
1: yeah so this this passion to see others win and teach them leadership and coach them into leadership caused me to to develop the the credible leadership group with the the aim of as many people as I can. I want to coach in leadership and see them win. Mm -hmm. And as I worked with individuals, but also as I worked with teams and probably similar case for you, when you just start with the very first basic question of, well, okay, you've brought me in to teach you leadership. Let me ask you, how do you define leadership? Mm -hmm. And when I ask that question, I get answers all over the map. Um, yeah. one of my favorite questions is, or answers to it is, well, I don't really know, um, how to define it, but I know it when I see it,
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, that, that doesn't help me at all. Right. So right, right. I just, you know, we, we early on recognize, well, we got, we really have to help people, uh, build a concise, uh, definition of leadership. Mm-hmm. And then the very next step after that is, well then, how do you measure it? How do you measure your leadership? Because we found that uh, I think a lot of people are using the wrong metrics for measuring leadership. One of the most popular metrics that we receive when we ask the question "How do you le- measure leadership?" is attrition. And yeah, yeah. and and I get it, right? It, it, if people are leaving your team, if people are going to other companies, then it's probably because of leadership. I, there's a yeah. there's a saying, right? People don't leave bad companies; they leave bad leadership. Leaders, yeah. But my struggle with that metric is it feels too late. It's almost like looking Mm. at the scoreboard at the end of a game and trying to change the score. The game's over. Your good team members have already left. It's too late at that point to start measuring leadership. So we wanted to give a good crisp definition of leadership. And then we wanted to give a tool and we call it our leadership equation or our leadership calculator. We wanted to give clients a, a, a method of in real time, measuring your, your leadership right now. And then you do the things necessary to improve that score, to make your leadership Mm -hmm. better. Uh, It's uh, aligned with, I think it was Peter Drucker said, what gets measured gets improved. So if you can measure it, well, now then you can start to improve it. So that's kind of the first two steps that when we go into a client, we want to define and then measure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how do you define leadership then? If you, if you, you create this, this definition, I'm curious to just kind of hear how do you define it?
1: Yeah. So we were this is our working definition of leadership. And and when we work with clients, we're like, steal this if you want, or build your own definition, but it's got to look something like this. But our definition of leadership is influencing others towards a shared goal. So I'll I'll break that down a little bit for you. First of all, there have to be others involved. You're not in leadership if other people aren't involved, right? right? There has to be a goal. We we have a purpose, we have an intention. We're trying to achieve something. Uh, leadership isn't just about surviving the day-to-day of work. Mm-hmm. We've got a mission that we're on and we're going to try to accomplish that mission. So there has to be a goal. And then the very first word there is influence. So influencing other the share goal. the influencing word for us. It carries with it, this idea of a willingness to follow, right? Yeah. You, when you influence someone, then, then they tend to have a willingness to, to be subject to, to that, right. That they're going to follow you because they want to. And so this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's not, it's not that they do what you said because of a title you have, but they do what you said because they want to follow you. So that's yeah. the word influencing. Yeah. And then lastly, mm-hmm. the word shared in our definition really has two parts. First of all, it means communicated mm-hmm. the shared goal. It's got to be communicated. If you haven't talked about the goal, then, then the team doesn't know about it. Obviously. But the second part of that word shared is this idea of togetherness. We are Mm. in this together. So as the leader, I'm not just in my office barking orders and you guys go and achieve the goal. Mm -hmm. No, I'm in it with you, right? I'm, I'm working harder than you. I'm getting, my hands are just as dirty. I'm in the trenches there with you in accomplishing the goal. So that shared goal, it, it has this idea of togetherness and, and we, Everything that we do related to leadership development is kind of built around that definition, influencing others towards a shared goal. I love that, Michael.
0: You know, and, and it, it, it makes me think about how organizations in, in the world that we live in today, to be able to um, not just attract people to them, but retain, not only retain, but have people fully engaged. I mean, to, to me, your definition talks about and um, lends itself to this idea of belonging. If we're if we're going towards a shared goal or a shared mission, then, you know, we belong. We all belong. Mm-hmm. And so we're all part of that team. And I think when you have that, I got to believe that, you know, that that is a lot like being in the military when you have that fire team and that, you know, yep. those I can't remember six guys. Is there, is there six people on that? There's four,
1: four men in a fire team. And then there's four fire teams or so in a squad. So roughly 16 Marines in a squad and then four squads in a platoon. Yeah. We won't go any further than that. No,
0: that's cool. (laughs) But I mean, you know, even in that fire team, you've got those four, four, four people in that, in that, in that team. I mean, you, you guys got each other's back and that, you know, that belonging, knowing that, hey, I belong to this fire team, I belong to this organization, that is really a a sticking point or a, you know, a kind of glue Mm -hmm. that kind of keeps an organization together. So I I think that that definition and and actually having a definition for an organization is probably really important to be able to help that, that company.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of power just in uh, everyone, settling on this is our definition of leadership and again you can Mm -hmm. still mine or you can build your own it it, what you define leadership to be is is less important than well you all just agree that's what it is that's what Mm -hmm. leadership is and that's you know what we're going after it's kind of like setting up that goal Mm -hmm. and just like you said I mean if you have a leader that is leading this way according to that definition then you see a drastic difference between that team of people and a team of people where the leader is maybe leading with, with, with their title. I mean, mm-hmm. I can certainly tell you of times when I was in a platoon, I was in a fire team in a platoon and I would look across at a different squad, a different fire team in a different squad. And I would say to myself, I wish I was in that fire team. Mm. And, and that's because you saw the leadership, a, a servant leadership taking place where people wanted to follow that leader. And here you are over here in this team where it's just about authority and, you know, the, the leaders right. pulling rank on you and, and things like that. And you see the exact same thing in the corporate world where, you know, people want to leave one department and go over to another department. And it's because they they see the leadership that's, that's in that other team and they want to be a part of that. They want that camaraderie and that teamwork. And, and they want a leader that cares about them right. the way they see in that other team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know that leads me, or leads my thinking anyway, to you know, if we have a good working definition of a of of what leadership is and how we're going to define it in an organization, then it, if if we've defined it, we ought to be able to to measure it. So, mm-hmm. how do you then like measure leadership? Yeah. How do what, like walk me through that process yeah. of, of of measuring it?
1: Yeah. So what I want to do in, in measuring anything really is I want to be able to measure it in real time. You know, what does it look like right now? Mm-hmm. But I also want that measurement to be somewhat objective, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to get your opinion or whatever. Right? I, I want it to be objective. And part of the reason for that is we tend to be very defensive against something that's subjective. Oh, well, yeah, right. that's what you think of my leadership. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's nothing more objective than just a number. Right. So right. you haven't 112. That's your leadership score that, well, that's an objective number. Um, and the, the, the intention then is to make that score bigger than 112 now. Yeah. Right. So I wanted it to be real time and I wanted it to be objective. And I kind of fell back on and relied upon my engineering and my math uh, education there. And, and we built out a leadership equation uh, and it's built around the four basic um, principles of leadership that we teach. So, mm-hmm. so the equation has four variables in it: it mm-hmm. has credibility, competence, your motive, and relationships. And we put those together in a in a mathematical equation based on their weight, if you will, related to your leadership effectiveness. Mm. So the equation I won't get all nerdy but uh, on the math but the equation is basically your credibility which is your your track record of success that's added to your competence that's your your knowledge and your skill set related mm. to leading and whatever the subject matter is okay so credibility is added to competence and then that's divided by your motive mm. uh, and your motive is the answer to the question why do you want to be a leader uh, and it's really tied to does your team members do they perceive your motive for being a leader as selfish or selfless right mm. that's why it's in the denominator so if your if your team thinks that your motives are are selfish in nature then your motive score is going to be really high that's in the denominator it's going to bring your score way down yeah but then Finally, all of that, credibility plus competence divided by motive, all of that now is multiplied by relationship. Mm. And that is the level of relationship that you have with a team member as a person, not as Mm. a team member, but how well do you know them as a person? And that's multiplied by all the other variables because a good high level relationship can help you overcome a shortcoming in pretty much any of the other three. Variables. So that's our yeah. our four uh, variables in the leadership equation that we use, and then we have an assessment that sits on top of that that will then score each of those four variables, put it together in the equation, and give you a number.
0: Well, and that was going to be my next question, really, as I was hearing you talk about those those four components. Um, like, how do you like measure like motivation? Like, how do you measure that? So you you mm-hmm. obviously, it, it almost sounds like a like almost like a three sixty. Um, feedback yes. review type of a thing. So I mean, you're sending out this assessment to your mm-hmm. team and so forth. Talk a yes. little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So we call it our leadership calculator, and it is is basically a, a survey or an assessment. Yeah. And then every question is tied to one of those four variables of the equation. Okay. Um, and then it puts it together in the in the math for you and gives you a number. What we do is we all we allow leaders to take the assessment for themselves. right? Okay. But I'm always quick to point out. We always tend to have a higher perception of ourselves than than mm-hmm. others or or than reality and so forth. So the real power in this is sending this calculator to your team mm-hmm. and allowing them to take the assessment mm-hmm. on your behalf, right? Because now you're getting their perception right. of your leadership, which is where all the power is at, right? That's that's what's most valuable, is their perception of your leadership. Mm-hmm. And so they answer the questions on your behalf, and then that gives you a number. Um, a a leadership score from from them. Uh, And again, then you have the opportunity to go and start improving your leadership in one of those four areas of the equation, and you watch your numbers grow.
0: Got it. Yeah, that's really cool. So then that really gives you, as a leader, a few specific areas where you can then concentrate on, whether it's a relationship, whether it's my competence or any of those other areas that that allows me then to kind of start to work on those is is what I'm hearing you say then. Okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And you can, you can kind of do a deep dive on the math and actually determine of the four variables, which one would give you the most bang for your buck, right? Mm, So which one, if you started to work on would, would help your leadership score the most. So, so for instance, if, if in the denominator, your motive, if at a high level your motive is questioned by the team as selfish mm-hmm. that's where you need to work because it ha- yeah. mathematically it has the biggest impact on the equation yeah. and if you your if your score there is already too high well you've got to do some some work to bring that down right, right. Um, likewise if um, you know if if you're brand new to the team they don't you know you were just int- just introduced to your new team they they only know your name Mm -hmm. you have no credibility, you have no, no track record or history of success with that team. So Mm -hmm. you should probably start building that track record of success and building credibility. So you can really look at the results of each of the four variables and really Mm -hmm. know this is where I should work.
0: Yeah. So then, so when somebody takes this assessment, is there, is there some kind of a report that, you know, you, you know, I would get if I took this it kind of alerts me to my blind spots. I mean, because I I think that one of the biggest things for leaders to understand is that A, we all have blind spots. B, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to know where they are so that I can start working on them so that I'm not blind to them anymore. I can, I can actually improve. And so I'm assuming that that, that's, you know, how you, you utilize this. So.
1: It does. It gives you a report. And, and obviously, the report kind of gives you the overview of what, what are all the variables are and, and how they interact with one another and so forth. But then I think most importantly, it gives you some insight on, I believe, exactly what you can do to start improving a, an individual uh, variable within the equation. So for instance, if um, if your motive Appears to be very, very selfish in nature. nature which uh, I'm going to be transparent and say, I got into leadership for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. I got into leadership uh, initially because I wanted the prestige, uh, yeah. the title, the, the compensation, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but early on, I started noticing that. Well, I better, I better shift that. So the the report, one of the most important things I think it does is it gives you step by step things that you can do to improve that particular part of the equation, right? So if you look at it and you see that, man, uh, my motives seem to be selfish, mm-hmm. well, then you get some steps that you can take, you can begin oh, to take nice. that will swing that pendulum to the other side to be uh, motives that are more selfless in nature instead of selfish.
0: Yeah, very cool. That's that's great. Because I know that, you know, if, if identifying those opportunities for improvement is one thing, but if you yeah. have some ability or some, some steps to take and some, some suggestions on, on where to work. I would yeah. think that that would be really useful. Um, so, yeah, and, yeah, and, it's,
1: and it's really useful too, because a lot of these things, uh, people call them soft skills or whatever it might yeah. be. Uh, yeah. But a lot of, a lot of these are are, are intangible uh, that, that we don't really understand. Well, how can I change that? Like, for instance, if I have a selfish attitude about leadership, well, how do I change my attitude over to a selfless attitude. Or Mm -hmm. if, if, if I see that I don't have a good relationship with my team members, well, maybe that's because I'm an introvert. I'm an extreme introvert, and I really don't want a good relationship with my team members. So how do I change that? And it's really a matter of, if we take the actions necessary, the feelings (laughs) or the emotions or the attitudes will then follow. Mm -hmm. I always use exercise, right? None of us Mm-hmm. Feel like exercising when we get up early in the morning, yeah. but after we've done the action, after we've taken the action of exercising, we always feel better about ourselves. It gets the, you know, the endorphins and the chemicals and all that running through coursing mm-hmm. through our body. we always feel better having done it. Yeah. Well, the exact same thing is true here. Um, we start to take actions to build a good relationship with a team member. And then we start feeling having the emotions of yeah I want to get to know that person even more. We start mm-hmm. to have that genuine curiosity about them. So that's why I think it's so important to give step by step things that you can do is because mm-hmm. people look at these things as intangible. I don't, I don't know how to change my feelings or my mm-hmm. attitude about mm-hmm. uh, about the team members that I lead.
0: Yeah. Well, and and. One of the things that I think that I, I just as you were sharing about that, that kind of triggered a question to me is that if you've got people who in an organization who, a, they're they're measuring their their leadership and they're defining the leadership, then I got to believe that it has to have an impact on the culture of the organization. So, Talk a little bit about like, what have you seen in in using your methodology and your approach to to leadership? How has that impacted culture of organizations?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's two impacts that I would speak of here. And, and anytime someone is looking for leadership development, one of the first things they're looking for is the business results, right? If I'm going to be a better leader, then I'm expecting some type of Better business results and right. there's lots of metrics that you can look at that that prove your leadership is better. you we talked about attrition earlier, right? yeah attrition starts to go down or stays down and well then you know you, you've got a good leader there. you see dynamics playing out like I talked about earlier. people want to leave other teams or other departments to come over to your department or your yeah. team and and so that's an indicator. Um, you, you see lots of indicators in efficiencies you know, optimal work environments that turns into to revenue uh, metrics and so forth and sales metrics and all. So those things are, in my opinion, really easy to measure and see the effects of improved leadership. But probably in my opinion, one of the more um, exciting aspects of improved leadership is you begin to see the positive impact that your better leadership has on the individuals on your team, that the people on your team, mm-hmm. it, it literally creates a better life for them. And you yeah. start to see those kind of things. I, I'm a big, a big, I, I believe in this really, really strongly that as a leader, you, you know, you're gonna spend eight or so hours, five days a week with me under my leadership. That's a lot of your time. That's a lot of your time that you're spending in my team under my leadership. If I'm a really, really bad leader and I make that time stressful and burdensome and pressure filled and and you just dread that time with me and in my team, you're going to carry that home. You spend that much time with me in that environment. You're going to carry that stress and that burden and all that home. Mm. And it's not going to set you up for success at home. Right. But if I take that exact same time and, and I empower you and I encourage you and I motivate you, you know, and mm-hmm. I help you win at work, right. You you're achieving things and you're progressing and you're getting promotions and you're getting this recognition. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You're going to take that home also. Yeah. Right? Right. And and you're going to have a be- better marriage. You're going to have a better family. You're going to, so I, I see results of improved leadership in both lights. Right better business results, but I think probably more important to me, better lives for those that you're leading.
0: Yeah, well, and I I think that what you just described as well is not only is it positive for the business, but it's positive for the individual. And what that translates then to is that individual wants to get up in the morning and they want to come to work. And on Sunday night, they're not having the Sunday night dreads. You know, they're, they're actually thinking, man, I can't wait to get you know to the office in the morning because I've got a team of people that I really enjoy working with and my leader cares for me and my leader is helping me to grow and improve and yes. and, and then when you when you have that then the organization grows as well and so right. I I think that that's a really strong uh, you know a, a strong statement for 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 leaders who who want to grow their company and mm-hmm. and I think it starts with leadership and it starts with yeah, totally, you know, growing people. And,
1: um, totally. And so, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's what translates into the better business results is that right. you have people that are coming to the office Monday morning, prepared to give it everything they have. Yeah. But like you said, on the other hand, that, that person's Sunday night that's dreading it. Well, when they show up Monday morning at best, you're getting a half-hearted effort, right? And, right. and um, So that's, that's how that then translates into those better business results.
0: Yeah. I love that, Michael. Well, I thank you for sharing, you know, your equation and, and, you know, how helping um, leaders to not only define their leadership, measure it, but also improve it as well. I, I really love this approach. And, because too often times we think of leadership as something that we can't measure and it's fuzzy or whatever. And, and, mm-hmm. and there's not, you know, not a, an easy way to measure it. So you've actually found a way to do it, which I think is really intriguing. And so how do people get a hold of you? How do they, you know, find out this leadership assessment and mm-hmm. information?
1: Yeah, thanks for that, David. Yeah, they can certainly find the website, credibleleaders.com, uh, right there on the homepage big button right at the top. You can utilize our calculator. That's the assessment where you would uh, utilize and, and assess your own leadership. And once you do that, then we give you the opportunity to share that assessment with your team as well and get and get the reports, get the feedback from their perception of your, your leadership as well. So CredibleLeaders.com, that's the the first place to start. And then I would say I'm pretty much on all of the social media platforms on LinkedIn for the, you know, the most. So I'm more yeah. active there on LinkedIn. So uh, I would encourage your listeners to to reach out to me in any of those platforms. I'd love to connect with you there and engage with you more there as well.
0: I love it. And when you have a podcast too, right?
1: I do. I have the Rookie Leaders Podcast and it uh, we publish an episode of that every single week. Nice. It's kind of a mixture. Some Some weeks it's just me sharing leadership content, others it's uh, other weeks, it's me bringing in leaders, and the idea is just uh, bringing veteran leaders uh, to the microphone to share wisdom and knowledge and experience. Sometimes we have some some funny stories and things like <laughs> that. Um, with initially, the audience was uh, first time leaders, someone yeah. that's brand new to leadership. But I think now uh, I'm seeing probably fifty percent of my audience is. They've been in leadership maybe for five or so years, but they've reached, they feel like stalled out or, or yeah. in a plateau. They haven't gotten a promotion or their team's not grown in any size or more responsibilities. And I think they came looking for leadership content because they kind of feel stalled out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I highly encourage you to check that out. Rookieleaders.com. you find the... uh the the podcast there really excited really love doing that uh love. i'm just i'm just a nerd about I, I'm and passionate <laughs> about i i like sharing this leadership content any way i can
0: yeah no i, I love that michael and i'm i'm really grateful that you uh shared you know your your approach and your your wisdom and, and your ideas uh with my audience as well and so uh i'm i'm you know just gonna encourage our listeners go out check out the podcast go to uh to CredibleLeaders.com, go ahead and, and uh, go check out the assessment. I think it's a really great approach to, to measuring leadership and really then being able to find, you know, your leadership blind spots. So mm-hmm. Michael, thank you. Thanks for being on today. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, David, thanks again so much for the opportunity. Again, it's really an honor and, and I'm blessed at the opportunity to share and, and to serve you and your audience any way I can. Thanks so much.
0: You bet. Thank you. Well, you know, I really enjoy learning from other leaders, and um Michael is a, a really great leader, and I really enjoyed his story about the marine Corps and it, it really surprised me to hear his his take on servant leadership within the Marine Corps because I always think of the military as command and control but but honestly, the way he described it and the way he described the leadership that he experienced. I mean, it makes sense. you You, you overcome that command and control uh, aspect with really having a servant leadership heart and and, and creating those those relationships um, within the, the the fire team or your platoon. And I really enjoyed hearing his story of, of really going from you know a chief technology officer and and, and vice president of engineering to a leadership developer. Um, you know, and and the other thing that this was really impactful um about was was measuring leadership. Uh, I really loved hearing uh, Michael's uh, equation, his leadership equation, the the credibility, competence, your motive, and your relationship and and really taking all of those things into effect. and and I I loved his um, definition of of leadership influencing others towards a shared goal. You know I think that when we measure leadership and we take uh, a model like Michael shared, and we're able to put some some metrics around it and 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 create a way to uh, measure how we are doing then we are going to get better business results and we're going to get better results from from better leadership. And so it's always uh, interesting to me to find new ways to actually measure something that doesn't, on the surface, seem measurable. So I'm curious, what have been some of your takeaways from this conversation? What are are some of your takeaways from um, this leadership equation and this leadership model? Love to hear from you. If you would, send me a note, david at DavidMcGlennon.com. And let me know what your takeaways are from this conversation. Be sure to go out and rate and review the the podcast. And uh, that way we can reach more people. We can reach more leaders who want to grow and, and really uh, improve their own leadership, improve their 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 business growth, their team growth, and their personal growth. And until next time, remain in that growth space and be well.